Welcome to the Ether. Today is Thursday, February 16th, 2023. Today on the Ether, Comdex Weekly Spaces with Thyborg. Let's take a listen. Hey everyone. Um, we'll just get the space started in a couple of minutes, allowing a few more people to join. Uh, we'll be joined by Thyborg from Informal Systems today, and that should be a very exciting chat as well. So just waiting a couple of minutes, allowing a few more folks to join in, allowing Thyborg to join in. Uh, and and we'll do the space the way the way we usually do every week. Uh, you know, starting off with some updates from from the Comdex side, uh, from you know perspective of products and development, and then jumping into the conversation with uh, with Thyborg. Uh, today we'll be talking about a lot of things. Uh, you know, t- talking about ICS, and of course rounding it up with uh, you know an open session for anyone who's joined to ask their questions as well. Great, I can see Thyborg has joined us today. Hey Thyborg, how's it going? Doing great. Yeah, happy to be here. This is actually my first Twitter space. So quite excited about that. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Honored to uh, you know, be the first one then. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to learn the, uh, the interface with you. Awesome. Awesome. Great. I can see a few folks have started joining in. And I know, uh, you know we're, we're, uh, we, we want to be mindful of your time as well. So since this space is recorded anyways, we can get started. Uh, you know, if folks miss any part of this space, they can always catch up uh, with it in the, in the section that's recorded. So the way we usually do it is we start with some, uh, you know, quick updates from, uh, from the Comdex side of things, and then we jump into the conversation. So today we've been joined by Vishnu from, you know, the Comdex team. Uh, Vishnu, the floor is yours. If you could uh, share the updates for this week. Oh, hey, hi, Sage. Hi, everyone. Uh, so. Uh... Hi everyone, first of all, this is Vishnu. Uh, I'm from the engineering team at Comtex. We have been working on a lot of cool stuff and let me provide you with some of the updates here. The first begins with, uh, we have been adding new assets and tools on CSwap every week. For this week, we have two new assets, that is MNTL and WFTM, uh, have been added on CSwap with you know CMDX Mental being the first dual incentivized tool on CSwap. The next we have, with the last upgrade, CSwap has enabled support for concentrated pools, which offer higher capital efficiency and help in performing swaps at lower slippage. With this, soon user would see pools with stable pairs like CMST, USDC, and liquid stake pairs like Stride Atom and Atom. These pools will be live by most probably next week as we are on internal testing and we are, we are, we are working on few technical IT's on the same. Uh, the next, the tests are underway to see how CMST can be minted on Harper protocol using LP tokens as from, from the CSWAP utilizing as collateral. So we are working on it as of now internally and testing a few your workflows about the same. The next we have uh, last week proposals on Harbor have been passed, which allowed which will allow user to mint CMST using WBTC and uh, 
WEATH as a collateral and proposals to mint uh, CMST with WMATIC are live on Harbor. As of now, user can go and vote on Harbor protocol on the same. Uh, we are also targeting next Monday to raise a proposal for new software update. This upgrade will include changes like a reduction in number of proposals required to add new assets and pairs on the chain, which uh, further costs you know, more uh, time and to uh, get the things rolled out on complex. Uh, this change will also, this upgrade will also include a, a reduction in number of proposals to enable Komodo and create multiple CPOs. A few queries have been added, which will allow in better statistics on the application's dashboard and also includes a few general code refactor. The next we have uh, about Komodo will be, the Komodo will be getting new money market to support assets such as Atom, USDC, and Osmo as soon as next week. Also with this new money market, user would be incentivized to borrow CMST and Atom from any C pool. The incentives would be distributed to the people who have supplied equivalent amount of liquidity in the master pool on CSWAP. The last update for from the uh, development team would be uh, we are working uh, on revamping the UI of all the three applications, which is Harbor, Komodo and CSWAP by taking in all the queries and feedback from the user uh, uh, which have been using the products. And we are working on a V2 version of each of these products and all the work have been started for these products. And yeah, that's it pretty much we have for, 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 for the community as of now. Until then, peace out. That's it. Thank, thanks, everyone. Sit, uh, you can carry on from here. Thanks a lot, Vishnu. A uh, lot of exciting things to unpack there. And, and I'm sure, uh, you know, a lot of the folks who have caught up, a lot of that would have questions towards the end. So we'll surely address that. Uh, but now I think we can jump, uh, you know, right into the conversation here. Uh, we're joined by Thaibog, who many of you all, I'm sure, would already know because, uh, you know, Thaibog's been part of the ecosystem for some time now. Uh, and, you know, it, lately there's been a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, interesting developments that's been happening. And, and, you know, a lot of times, uh, we see Thaibog in the at the center of it. So, m but maybe for the ones who don't know, uh, Thaibog, if you could start off by just telling uh, telling us a bit about yourself and and what your role is at the at Informant Systems. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so about myself, uh, I'm French. Actually, my my real name is Thibault. Uh, so, you know, I I chose Thaibog because it's basically the same thing, just uh, an English version of Thibault. And um, yeah, I have a background in economics. Um, you know, after some time in my career, I switched and created a co-founded a, a software development company. I sold that um, in 2021, and that's when I got into crypto, basically. So I'm not that uh, you know that experienced, or rather, you know, I don't have a track record in crypto per se. Um, but I uh, I did go in, I, I did go all in <laughs> in crypto, and 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 then later on in Cosmos, I entered crypto through Terra. Uh, I was very interested in the economics of Terra, how that thing worked. Uh, obviously, it didn't end well, but I thought there was a lot of good ideas in there. And I and then, um, you know, I, I started being active on Twitter, um, and I joined Informal in, in August uh, last year. And so my role at Informal is basically to organize the, the business strategy. Uh, at Informal, we have uh, four verticals, and we don't just do Cosmos developments. Actually, the fastest growing vertical right now is the uh, formal verification that we do for a lot of Cosmos team. Even uh, we've started to do that outside Cosmos. 
um, we have a validator, we have um, a collaborative finance vertical uh, that is also fast growing. We are raising money for that. Um, and yeah, we, we are active in the Cosmos stack. Obviously, we, we developed tournaments, now Comet. Uh, we have an IBC team. We have a Cosmos Hub team. So we are reactive pretty much at every layer of the Cosmos stack. Awesome, awesome. Uh, you know, one of the things I think uh, that you have been associated with a lot lately and informal systems has been associated with a lot lately, uh, kind of a buzzword that everyone's heard around the Cosmos ecosystem for a long time um, is interchange security. So, uh, you know, maybe if you could talk to us a bit about, uh, you know, what is interchange security and how does it benefit Cosmos and how does it benefit the chains that are, uh, you know, in Cosmos that are participating in interchange security? Yeah, so interchange security is a, is a name for uh, actually three different things, uh, three different versions. The first one is replicated security, and that's the name that we are trying to get people to use these days because uh, clearly there's a big difference between the first version of interchange security, uh, where there's a complete replication of the validator set, meaning if you use interchange security as a consumer chain, you will have the exact same validator set as the Cosmos Hub. Um, and that is different from opt-in security, where validators, uh, some validators can opt out of, uh, of validating a, a consumer chain, and uh, layered security, which is the third version, uh, where basically you can use just a subset of the validator sets and combine that with your own validator set, uh, if you have one. Um, and so the, the whole idea is basically uh, you know, shared security, which is not a new concept, which is something that Polkadot is using, which is something that Avalanche is using, which is something that uh, was part of the, you know, like has been in Cosmos all along. Like the idea that the Cosmos could provide security is not a new thing. Uh, what has been new is basically a team picked this up and that team was informal. Uh, that was last year. And we decided to, to make it happen basically. Um, and so the idea is basically that the, uh, the a consumer chain can use the security of the hub, uh, essentially by slashing the hub validators if they misbehave of the consumer chain. But it, it, it is a complete replication. Uh, basically, the, uh, the the binary that the uh, Cosmos sub validate, the Cosmos sub run, uh, will be like doubled. So every time there's a new consumer chain, it's double the work for for, for validators. Um, yeah, that's basically a brief overview of how that works. Great, and thanks a lot for that. And I'm sure uh, you know that definitely clarifies a lot to the folks that are listening. Um, in terms of the impact itself, you know, currently uh, in the past year itself, Cosmos has grown tremendously. Uh, we started off being a smaller ecosystem with, you know, just a few sovereign chains. Now there's over 50 of them. So in terms of uh, just the impact of what ICS can have on certain chains, uh, maybe you could talk about, you know, what the right, uh, uh, what kind of the benefits of, of uh, ICS would be to uh, specific chains and how that then has a broader impact on Cosmos as a whole. Yeah, so one, uh, there's, a, there's a few categories of uh, consumer chain that for which ancient security is really, you know, useful, important, and there's like a great fit. Uh, I, think, I think the first one, and clearly that's, that's how we started, uh, are the liquid-staking liquid providers. Uh, so the, the, the Stride, the Quicksilvers. And that's because um, like sharing this alignment with the hub is extremely important for them. They, they, they are... You know, if they are successful, they will get a significant number of, of atoms. So meaning they will control a significant number of atoms. And therefore, you know, they could do, um, you know, nefarious things uh, if, if they, against the hub, uh, if, they, if they grew, you know, to a certain size. And so that's why we've seen initially, like, our efforts were really focused on them. Um, so we're going to have Stride launch 
Quicksilver has launched as a sovereign chain, Stride as well, but both of them have an interest in moving into ICS as they see uh, you know, how, how, how it works. Um, the second category of, uh, of um, you know, consumer chain that I think are great fits are the bridges, uh, because the bridges have significant TVL. And so we see sometimes bridges that have uh, you know, a ton of TVL, they have a ton of asset logs, like their validators control a, a large number of um, you know, in dollar value, like a significant number in dollar value of coins. Uh, and they have like very low economic security. So right now, I mean, I'm thinking of the, of the gravity bridge, uh, which is the case, and which is you know which could potentially could bring could bring problems. It's not like an immediate problems uh, because you know it would be ex still extremely expensive for people to run an attack on them. But it is a it is a way like you know by bribing validators, for instance, instead of bidding the on the open markets, uh, you can get economic attacks done. And so these are two categories of uh, of project that I think are are you know uh, very very important. And then obviously any other project that has significant TVL, any project that wants to be aligned with the Cosmos Hub um, and, and the Atom, I think uh, has a you know has a strong uh, strong benefit in using engine security. Great, uh, and I think um, you know as you mentioned as well uh, earlier on when you were describing the different models uh, that exist for ICS. Maybe it's also uh, maybe we'd also sh should spend a few minutes to talk about the role of validators in in and governance in ICS, especially uh, you know when you think about validators that currently validate the hub, when they start having to validate uh, newer consumer chains, you know obviously it it uh, it probably has an impact in terms of an increase in their infrastructure costs. But then uh, could you maybe talk about uh, how they would you know then be compensated by by doing this and and essentially. How does it all play out with uh, with inflation uh, of these chains? Does it go to the atom stakers? You know, uh, things of that sort. Yeah. So there's two parts of this equation, right? There's the revenue part and then the cost part. Uh, so the for the cost part, as I said, like this is basically double the cost every time, and not 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 quite because some chains are more expensive to validate than others. But you know, you can you can say it's double the cost uh, roughly. Um, and then these costs, you know, we've talked to a bunch of validators uh, to, you know, estimate what that means. Um, and, you know, some people may validate for $100, uh, some people may validate for $1,000. So there's like a, a wide range of, uh, you know, infrastructure that these, uh, these uh, validators are using. And the focus for the, for the informal team, uh, you know, this year is going to be to uh, kind of level that and make sure that people don't, you know, overspend on, on, on infrastructure and on servers. And we'd like to get to a point where you know it takes about two hundred dollars, maybe three hundred dollars per month to validate a chain. So that's that's on the cost side. On the revenue side, uh, there are going to be three ways that consumer chain can um, uh, you know basically pay for the service that the Cosmos Hub would provide. The first one is uh, inflation. Uh, so some of uh, some of the inflation of their token, if they have one, would go to the the hub validators and delegators. The second one would be, and that's pretty straightforward, right? Like if you have a token, you can basically send to the distribution module these uh, these tokens, and they are being distributed across uh, the Cosmos subset. The second one, uh, which is going to be interesting, is the um, transaction fees. So uh, by default, this is 25%, but it is completely customizable by the team. Uh, and 25% of the transaction fees on the consumer chain would be distributed. Uh, and this time, like there's a, you can basically choose, and that's something that people um, one second. Sorry. Um, yeah. So these uh, these transaction fees basically we, you can pick uh, how they get distributed, 
And then the last one uh, are what I called in the proposal, the app fees or usage fees. So it will depend on which, um, on the business of the consumer chain. Uh, so let's take, for instance, an example, like the, uh, the scheduler, for instance. Uh, it is probably gonna be built as a consumer chain. And so the scheduler, uh, in order to use the scheduler, traders, market makers, uh, they're gonna pay like um, transaction fees or rather like uh, usage fees. Like every time you submit a transaction, you pay a fee. Some of these fees could be redistributed as well. So at the end of the day, like the consumer chain, they have three levers that they can pull. MEV is another one. Like if there's MEV on Neutron, for instance, the MEV that is being collected in Neutron can be redistributed. Um, so that, that, that we put into the category of uh, usage fees. And yeah, so that's uh, basically three things uh, that uh, consumer chain can use. And they can mix and match, they can combine. It doesn't have to be one, it doesn't have to be two, it doesn't have to be all three. Uh, it can be like different percentage, but the idea is that the toll is sufficient to cover the costs and for the Cosmos sub to make a profit. Got it, got it. Um, maybe you could also, you know, talk about, um, you've already spoken about uh, how it kind of impacts uh, the ecosystem, especially when it comes to, uh, you know, existing uh, protocols like Quicksilver and, and Stride because they're in the liquid staking space. Uh, maybe you could talk a bit about how it would, uh, you know, potentially impact uh, a chain like Comdex. You know, currently Comdex houses three different DeFi applications. We have the stablecoin, we have a DEX, uh, we have the lending borrowing. And of course, Atom plays a very important role in all of them. Uh, you know, in the in the in the decks, the primary pool for uh, for for the liquidity, which is the master pool, is with Atom. Um, on on Komodo, which is our lending borrowing platform, the Atom is the, one of the primary bridge assets for you know bridging liquidity across multiple pools. Um, on our stablecoin as well, Atom is one of the primary kind of uh, collateral assets there as well. So maybe you could talk a bit about how. Um, all of this plays together and, and how it could potentially be, you know, how it is essentially beneficial for a chain like Comdex as well. Yeah, for sure. I, I think Comdex is a good candidate for on-chain security. Uh, you guys are a very ambitious team. Uh, you've, you've, you have three products already. I think all of these products will have their own TVL. I think, you know, if successful, you're going to have a significant TVL. And so from a security perspective, I think it's a good idea to make sure that, uh, you know, there's no way to uh, take control over, the, over, the, over your chain. Uh, so that's one. Also, the fact that you have all these different revenue sources uh, is, is, is another, you know, uh, thing that uh, should be, should be uh, you know, should make it easy for Comdex. Should, they, should you guys make a governance proposal on, on the hub um, to be approved as a consumer chain? So there's, there's this governance vote that needs to happen, like the Cosmos hub, community will need to decide one by one like consumer chain by consumer chain which chains you know they want to bet on because as, as we discussed like there is a cost to that i think the cost the cost per year is approximately like it's going to be you know less than a million dollar per year um if we if we manage to uh, reduce the server cost it's going to be a lot less uh, but this is more or less you know what needs to be generated in fees uh, both app fees transaction fees inflation in order for the consumer chain, you know, to um, be profitable for the hub. So I would say, you know, something that um, the community needs to take into account is that, you know, we are in a bear market right now, like sometimes for some chains, um, you know, it might be worth it to make a bet on some, on some, on some projects, even if they're not profitable from day one. Um, but yeah, in general, like these, uh, all these apps that you guys are building, I think are a great feather in your, in your cap. And the last one, obviously, is the alignments with the Atom community. So, you know, if uh, CMSC uh, wants to grow, um, people need to deposit Atom. 
And so you need the Cosmos app to trust that you know these atoms are, are secure. And that's uh, that's another way where in-chain security can can work. I would say also that um, you know the hub. Uh, that's that's my opinion, right? That's uh, I hope uh, the community will share it. But I think there should be like extra alignment with consumer chain. I think the hub should support consumer chain, and so these consumer chain, I think they they, they should be more than welcome to you know uh, ask from the hub, for instance the hub community pool. Okay, can you guys uh, LP? You know, can you guys LP? With us, can you guys uh, deposit Adam, uh, you know, in um, in Harbor, in uh, you know, in in our apps uh, to make us more successful? And because you know, we we both win when um, uh, Comdex is successful. Uh, this this proposal should be you know received from uh, from the community with a with a you know um, like very very happily. Uh, absolutely. I, I fully resonate with uh, your views there. You know, uh, for us, um, as I mentioned, you know, we've kind of always built with Atom at the center of uh, of the attention of how we want to build our products, uh, trying to achieve maximum alignment with Atom holders because, you know, we consider the Cosmos ecosystem home and, and therefore it makes sense to to build our products uh, for maximum uh, utility and alignment of, of Atom. And, and with that regard as well, uh, you know, it, it kind of makes sense where as Comdex ecosystem grows, as our TVL grows, uh, it, it becomes more important to protect the chain or to secure the chain uh, with the with the enhanced security that ICS would bring. So in that regard, I think, you know, fully, fully aligned with uh, the answer that you've uh, given us right now. But I think there would be one question uh, on the top of a lot of the uh, on the minds of the folks who are listening here today is um, when it comes to a new chain that's launching, I think implementing interchain security, how that would be done probably is quite straightforward in their minds. But you know, you gave examples of Quicksilver, uh, Stride, which are currently chains that are already live. Uh, you know, Comdex is a chain that's also currently already live. So for chains like ours, uh, you know, which are already live having their own validator set, uh, what's the plan uh, that, you know, Informal has uh, currently in place? Or, or you know, what, what does it look like for having these, uh, these chains implement inter interchain security? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, so we're going to make this extremely easy. Uh, the, the idea is to make this process as easy as possible. And in fact, we want to make the process in and out as easy as possible. Meaning that, uh, you know, if, I, if as a sovereign chain, you want to get in, you want to try it, you know, you want to get like this momentum from the Cosmos community. You want to make this proposal to align the two communities together. And then a couple of years from now, you realize that this doesn't work out for you. Uh, you know, it's too expensive, whatever, like whatever reason comes up at the time, we want to make it easy to get out as well. And so uh, as of now, we are working, actually, we are working with the Stride team. So the Stride team has been quite, quite helpful. Uh, they've made PRs uh, and we've been working closely with them in order to support a specification where uh, basically we maintain all the IBC connections. Uh, essentially, you know, we just export the states and you know, it starts uh, with the validators. Like the switch is, is, is gonna be as, uh, as flawless as possible. Essentially, what uh, one needs to you know, keep in mind is that a, a consumer chain is basically a sovereign chain that is using a different set of validators. So there are very, actually very few changes that need to be done in order to onboard a, a hub consumer chain. Uh, it is mostly like a coordination exercise with the validators. Awesome. I, I'm surely, I'm sure there's, uh, you know, we're all kind of excited to see how, how this plays out. And and kudos to the Stride team to, you know, take the, the initiative here and make things uh, moving. Uh, 
um, very excited to see uh, you know how that unfolds and and i'm sure when it comes to interchange security itself there's so many different um, aspects of it that you know kind of need a need a deep dive and, and uh, I, I know with due time we'll we'll get around to talking about those things as well uh, but you know again trying to be mindful of your time i think today we've had a great conversation at a uh, at a high level you know talking about what ics is how it can be implemented and what the benefits are um maybe you know just to uh, wrap things up as well uh, if someone you know who's present here in the in the twitter space today just wants to learn a bit more about ics and and you know just uh, stay up to date with everything that's going on um, interchange security related what resources would you point them towards or what's the best place they should go to yeah uh, I think uh, the best place, you know, from a non-technical perspective, that's going to be the informal blog. We have a couple of articles on the uh, informal blog that describe uh, first how ICS works, different versions. We, ha we have an article about uh, replicated security versus mesh security uh, and how we like mesh security, but how it might not provide the same benefits in terms of economic security. Um, so the, the informal blog would be like the primary resources for non-technical readers or anyone who wants like to get a sense of uh, you know how that works. Uh, the other one would be the GitHub. Uh, so the GitHub has a lot of uh, like all the specifications are public. Um, so you know if you want if you want to get a bit deeper in that, you can. Um, yeah. Otherwise, following the informal Twitter account is a good idea. Like that's where most of the updates are. Are being um, are being shared. I would say these are the three sources of information. Awesome, awesome. And, and maybe as a final thing before we you know jump into questions, um, is there something that you would uh, you know like to share as you know something that's the latest thing that people should look out for, or any kind of update, or, or uh, you know something that's in in progress right now? Uh, maybe just as kind of like an alpha for those who are listening. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the alpha is basically we were supposed to uh, launch this week. Um, it might slide to early next week, meaning uh, launch, meaning putting the proposal on chain. Um, so we've, we've, uh, we want to run a, a last series of tests. Um, and depending on how these tests go, we'll either uh, you know, put the proposal that has been on the forum for a month and a half now. Uh, we'll either put that on chain this week or maybe early next week. Uh, but basically, this is, this is coming in a, in a couple of days. Awesome. That that's very exciting, and and you know, really looking forward to that. Um, I'm sure uh, you know we we do these spaces every Thursday, but uh, I'm sure in the future we would love to have you on again uh, when we can get a bit more deeper um, in terms of ICS, and and you know by then there would be a lot more progress made on both our fronts as well. So excited to to do that uh, at at some point in the future. Maybe uh, now we can just, uh, you know, use the final few minutes of the space to uh, open it up to the, the community who's listening right now for any questions. So, yeah, if you guys have, uh, you know, any questions, you can just uh, request to speak. I'll have you added up here uh, as a speaker, and then you can address your question to, uh, you know, either uh, Thibaut for, for informals or, or uh, me and Vishnu for Comdex. So, yeah, anyone who has questions, guys, just uh, feel free to request to speak. Uh, you can also drop your questions as a tweet under this space, um, and, and I'll get to them. I can see Jimmy the Otter has requested to speak. I'm just going to add you up here. I can see L4R key has also requested. I'm going to add you up, but I, I request you to uh, go after Jimmy the Otter, and then I'll do Debonic right after that as well. Debonic keys, I'm sorry. 
So yes, Jimmy the Otter, go ahead. I think uh, you. you're added as a speaker now. You can ask a question. Uh, is it my turn? Yes, go ahead. Okay, appreciate it. Yes, I remember, of course, there was that controversy with the market making. Now I'm wondering what's going on. Uh, I see a lot of people lost confidence in this project. People wonder if it's a scam. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I think, you know, at the time uh, with, with everything that was happening, there was a lot of uh, discussion around uh, the legitimacy of the project, which is understandable because, uh, you know, at the time there was no live products on the chain. Uh, since then, you know, we've been kind of putting our head down, focusing heavily on development. Uh, all our three applications are now live that were in development at the time. There was Harbor, uh, Komodo, and C-Swap. Uh, you know, Harbor currently is, I think, um, the second largest uh, stablecoin in, in all of Cosmos so when it comes to open source stablecoins as well. So, you know, a lot of steady progress being made there. Uh, on the DEX, we've, uh, we're rolling out new features almost every week. Uh, there's new proposals going out on the chain to enable new collateral assets every week. So with the products now rolling out, uh, you know, there's definitely a clear uh, roadmap for, for developments on the chain. Yeah, I, I guess um, one of the reasons why uh, Comdex has done, you know, better than people expected is because Cosmos itself has its own problems and people realize no one is immune to problems. Would you agree with that? Yes, absolutely. Would you feel maybe there was harsh treatment against you because people had this uh, view that DeFi projects on Cosmos need to be this thing, right? And they just want it like this. Sorry, and when the price tank that was, I just got a call. Is that because your phone's on? Okay, I'll, I'll wait until you, you do your phone thing. Oh yeah, sorry. You can go ahead now. No, 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 no. Take the call, man. I mean, don't, don't let me stop you. No, no, I'm on the space right now. The the uh, the call was on another phone, but yeah, please go ahead. I mean, it could be your mom. I would, I would, message. I, I'm willing to wait. Everyone in the audience is willing to wait. No, you can go ahead now. All right. Um, so I see, however, the people who were criticizing you are not currently here. So I don't know if it's entirely fair, but I'll do it anyway. Uh, so I guess their problem with you was, you know, the price didn't go up. That's really the issue that they had. They had this view that Cosmos was doing well they had all this funding and they had these tokens. And of course, naturally, they thought that everything around Cosmos is going to do well, too, if only the people who run that project work a little bit harder. And I know you guys worked harder. I think, and I would like your opinion on this, personally, I think that it was due to anti-Indian sentiment that was a cause of this. In that space, three months ago, every single person criticizing you was from a particular set of countries that lacked any diversity. Um, I, I mean, uh, no comments, honestly, not that, uh, not that it's something that is specifically observed, but, uh, no comments on, on from my end. I understand. I understand how you feel. I understand that you don't want to, you know, say yes or no, but I understand how you feel though. Thanks. Thanks, Jimmy. Um, I think we'll let, uh, L4 Arky go next. I think they were next up in line hey guys yeah um thanks for having the space and thanks for the opportunity to ask a question just can you hear me okay first off 
Yes, yes. Cool. Yeah, I got a question for um, Thibaut. Oh, he's actually left, does he? Yeah, I think we, we might have run over on time because uh, he, was, ah. he was tied on time. Okay, well, my question was for him specifically, so no worries, but thank you. Oh, you can no ask worries. me. Who are you? I can't see. I'm a, a community, community member. Okay, right. I'll ask. Um, I was going to ask about Celestia, the trade-offs between using the um, renting security from the hub versus Celestia and what circumstances would it make sense to use ICS with the hub and also at Informal or anyone else, any kind of active efforts to collaborate with Celestia in well, I'll, I'll, I'll respond this way. I think one of the issues with, are you actually aware how rollups work though? And a, how those APIs actually work? Before we get into it, are you actually aware how that works? How, which, sorry, can you be more specific? Well, Celestia is essentially a body of, of APIs, right? Um, and people connect to it. And then that's how they basically use the rollups. Are you aware that how, that's how data availability works on Ethereum? I have a loose knowledge of the data availability stuff, but I'm not technically that good. But just, just keep right. it high level, please. Uh, okay, high level. So one of the issues with um, Celestia, so by the way, Celestia is now run partially by a guy who was a co-founder of Harmony. And there was this view at the time by these EVM chains that if you just add more APIs, if you add essentially more functionality, the chain itself becomes more flexible. This ignores different elements, such as the decentralization aspect, because you, it's harder to have a diversity of validators at that point. But it's irre irrelevant because, I guess in the argument of Celestia, they are essentially in an ecosystem of ETH, layups, uh, <laughs> ETH layers and rollups. And there's a compet competition, right? There's like a decentralization of the ecosystem. Because right? everyone who is in the L2 space, there's many now, um, they're competing with each other to be better than each other. So you could argue you could have one entity that is centralized in the L2 space, so as long as there's like 20 L2s, right? But to make it more flexible and add more APIs, so APIs include the ZK rollups, ZK snarks, you know, for the, the private layer, essentially. That would be one example. Or, for example, to add... Um, versions of how to hide your address when you use your wallet or how to essentially create um, a pool that hides, trans not necessarily hides, but what would you call it? Like cuts up transactions to make it harder to trace, right? That's like that one element of private security. Those are simply APIs that they would connect. And then that's how the, essentially the chain would work. Um, one of the issues that you're bringing up essentially is that hub and spoke model that Ethereum uses versus Polkadot is essentially a tokenomics issue at the end of the day. Celsius, uh, Celestia, Celestia's token is worthless. If it is truly a layer two, all that token gives you is governance points, right, over Celestia, which is already, you admit, a highly centralized project. They use ETH, they are a roll up. Even if Celestia does well, they then have to argue for utility case. And 
I can't see the utility for a majority of the ETH2 projects, um, with the exception being Polygon and maybe some of the others, because Polygon has a couple other things. Polygon has Polygon Labs, has its own APIs outside of the ZK Snarks, ZK Rollups. Um, it doesn't just focus on data availability. It also includes, um, you know, its own sidechain, obviously. So it still has its own sidechain, too. It, it has done a lot of great research. I mean, it's one of the reasons why uh, it you, requires less gas to do contracts on ETH now because they've been able to produce a lot of um, uh, ZK Snark research that is now being implemented. So, gentlemen, like, you could argue to... that they're... Sorry to interrupt. Um, I, I think uh, Thibo is back as well. So uh, we could have Thibo directly answer the question as well. And I only know, I know he only has like maybe a couple of minutes more left on this space. So yeah, sorry to interrupt. But uh, Thibo, uh, maybe uh, L4Rki, if you want to repeat your question for, for Thibo or... Uh, you know, yeah, just th thank you for the answer so far that you gave. Appreciate it. Um, but yeah, Thibo, it was about Celestia and just the circumstances well, what's the relative advantages, let's say, of using ICS from the hub versus deploying on Celestia? So why would someone deploy in the hub when you've got Celestia there? And is there any efforts in progress to collaborate with Celestia? Yeah, I think it's a great question. Uh, so I don't know we are already collaborating with Celestia on the security side. Uh, so, you know, we are very friendly with Celestia and it's a, it's a great part. Uh, in terms of the trade-off of launching on Celestia versus as a consumer chain, I think the first thing is that uh, the the consumer chains are going to be enabled in the next couple of days, while Celestia is going to be the mainnet is you know planned for later this year, um, and probably before we see the first rollup, it's going to take a while. Uh, so you know we we're going to have like a, a significant time where uh, intrinsic security is going to be Celestia is not going to be an option, and intrinsic security intrinsic security will. Um, aside from that, like you know, if we look like longer term, I think um, I think Celestia provides some interesting things. Um, the the problem with rollups in general is that uh, they are heavily centralized, uh, and so right now there's no solution to decentralize the sequencer, and so that's going to continue. Uh, and and you know the sequencer being centralized is actually a big problem. Like people people don't don't, don't probably most people don't realize it, but you know these teams can censor any transaction they want. They can capture any MEV they want. Um, and so the, the you know these are massive problems. Basically, you know you're basically using a, a web two database, um, and that's uh, that's something that's obviously consumer chain a problem that consumer chain don't have because we do have the Cosmos validator set, and it is very decentralized. It is decentralized. It is legally justifiably decentralized, and that's that's something that a lot of teams, uh, you know, will will need to take into account and will take into account because as we've seen, like the, the regulations are coming, and they're coming strong. Um, and then in terms of, uh, you know, like say, say they can just, they, they get to decentralize the sequencer. Uh, I think first, you know, it's not for now, it's, uh, it's for the next couple of years. And even then, I think there will be some, um, some trade-off in terms of uh, throughput, in terms of, uh, you know, speed of transactions and uh, latency. I, th I think there's like, you know, we years away from the world being able to catch up with the app chains uh, is my take on that. Okay, thank you. Um, did I read something? Did I read a quote or a tweet from Nick White a while ago saying, suggesting the possibility of the hub playing a role in decentralized sequencing, sequencing for Celestia? Yeah, I think I, I think I saw that. I kind of forgot uh, to follow up with Nick. Uh, maybe that's a, that's a good thing that you I remind mean, me of it. That seems pretty juicy. 
yeah, yeah and th yeah. thank you for that that was very helpful and um also for the previous answer and just to say as well thank you very much for your contribution in um on twitter um very helpful for me and i'm sure for many others very much appreciate it awesome well i'm super happy to hear that i want to i want to get back to writing these uh, threads and you know doing more educational content it's been uh, like the launch i, I think after ancient security launch i'm going to have more time for that cool Awesome. Thanks a lot, L4RKE, for your question. Yeah, thank you, guys. Um, yeah, I think we're, um, we're we're tight on time for Thibaut, I know. So uh, maybe you know we can we can wrap today's space. It was a very very interesting conversation. Thanks a lot, Thibaut, for taking out the time and joining us today. Um, I, I surely know that uh, you know we'd love to have uh, more of these spaces happen. I mean, we do these every week, but uh, probably have you on again at some point in the future where we can talk deeper about ICS. Uh, and more also when it comes to Comdex and you know the developments we've made. Uh, but yep. up, up until uh, up until then, you know, really looking forward to hearing more more uh, exciting updates from your end uh, and everything to do with ICS. Definitely, let's. Uh, you can you guys can have me back when we uh, when you guys launch as a consumer chain. That would be awesome. Awesome, that sounds great. So thanks a lot, Thibaut, for joining us. And thanks a lot, everyone who joined us today. Uh, you know, it was a very interesting conversation we had. Um, it was uh, super, super fun to chat with uh, Thibaut. And uh, we'll be back again next week, next Thursday again, uh, with another space, hopefully joined by, you know, more builders from around Cosmos. And uh, we'll be sharing more updates from our end and keep things rolling. Until then, hope everyone has a great day. Take care. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Comdex Weekly Space, this week featuring Thyborg, recorded on Thursday, February 16th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support now. When we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep your hands off when the play is a bust. Plain old and just, so we keep it on the one. Blast off on the two. Help me see the three. Third eye open wide, checking out the scene. Laser beam focused, starscream jokers. Living off the fat of the people they approach. Tell me what happens when the land fights back. With the cliffs at our backs, make a last stand matter. No one ever planned for the famine on deck. We was walking all erect with the dead man swagger. Sitting in a little den, envision in the middle men. Listen to the fatal man play a little ditty then. Talk about how all the Leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble babillion. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble babillion. Little den envision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next b -b 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 No one gave a shit till the drugs all dried up Everybody died from a bad batch of Lysol But it didn't matter we was all hyped up When the pedal lit the metal he just didn't have the right skill Watched in the daytime till the night curfew Rats in a cage till they make time to murk you Got a little job that falls under my purview We gotta get this mob away
away from the birds you gotta find cover wipe off the bird poop right off the work while you try on the worst juice blinded by perps who try to reverse truth slide like fox news just trying to lie to you eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants i can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis mock up a basement could call me resilient waiting for the internet to make me a billion In the middle men listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Terror spaces